1: Hello and welcome to the 364th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
2: Hello, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
0: And this is Spencer in beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts. Uh, You guys, um, Tim... I think we need to start out this week with uh, a little, uh, uh, you know, a little recap. Um, you were gone last week. You kind of left us high and dry. Um, we were waiting, waiting for you to show up and, uh, I mean, little guy, haven't really discussed this, but, um, you kind of left us in the lurch. So we kind of had to improvise there. Um, you know, what, uh, what happened?
1: Well, I did a couple of things. Um, but let me start with the, with the highlight. The highlight may, may have been a low light, but I had the most awkward conversation in the history of the world with Shirin Van Anruel of the Beloy Trek Lions who got 16th place in the Women's World Cup in Waterloo, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. morning
2: in Yeah, just saying, you know, this is Shireen of uh, you know, Beloyed's yeah. Trek
1: Lions. I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. <laughs>
2: okay. Hello, this is Shireen from Beloyed's Trek Lions, and I don't listen to the podcast.
1: Perfect. I've got... Why? I should have recorded the actual conversation of trying to explain a 16th place um, Minnesota Golden mm-hmm. Gophers hockey jersey.
0: Um,
1: uh-huh. It didn't. I like to think that I'm a pretty good talker, smooth talker, um, but I may have failed to hit any bullet point that had anything that would have made any sense to um, a world class rider like Sharin, who got 16th place and now has the Gopher jersey. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't even know how I would like I I feel like Lawrence Sweek. Clearly the enemy of the podcast now, um, <laughs> having won the jersey and then just hating on all U.S. Cyclocross World Cups. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't believe uh, Shrin will be going down that path because she seems like a stand-up individual who also won at Jingle Cross about a week later. Um, yeah. Uh, a C2 Proving
0: race. the 16th point uh, place bump theory. Yeah.
2: She got like yeah. the immediate bump. I mean, immediately. Which it's...
0: It's usually a slower burn than that, but that uh, that's a great uh, great result. So maybe maybe you said something, uh, you know, as you were fumbling through your words that really stuck with her and, and she could well, use in Jingle Cross.
1: At first, I showed her the front of the jersey, and it's a beautiful jersey, the maroon and gold. It's got mm-hmm. the giant M. Mm-hmm. It just looks fantastic. And then I was like, can I take a picture with you? And she's like, sure, what's this for? And I'm like, oh, it's a podcast, which is also <laughs> a little weird. Like, hey, I'm in a podcast. And then yeah. me and my me and my friends, for years, we've been talking about sixteenth place. It's really a wonderful position to be in. It's the you know, it's a foreshadowing of a future success. Uh-huh. And we're super excited for you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um and then I turn the jersey around to get the photo, and then it says across the back, slow ride. A
2: little hard to explain. That may yeah. have
1: been where the mistake was, because it uh-huh. says slow ride. Her English is pretty fantastic. <laughs> Um,
0: but I, feel I also like, like, I feel like that's where Lauren Sweek also, yeah, um, was like, like,
1: yeah,
0: what are you guys making fun of me? We're
1: not uh, because we'll, we're,
0: yeah. we're not like it. Were tr- I mean, it was a bad well, ride by his, his estimation and, and maybe fitting. Uh, but we are trying to champion the 16th place as yeah. a stepping stone to something better. It's a
1: major success. I mean, I think we're doing them a favor by identifying future talent. Mm-hmm. And what really just really may have lo- been lost in translation is about 10 minutes later, Marianne Voss walking around with a Wisconsin hockey jersey <laughs> um, uh-huh. and getting the full like pomp and circumstance of a presentation mm-hmm. from friend of the podcast, Chad Brown up on the stage, you mm-hmm. know, all the the flowers champagne Uh i don't know and here i am like a weird guy that like is looking at a start list to try to figure out who this person is that
0: just got 16th place i wasn't uh very familiar so are you saying you didn't have any flowers or champagne
1: that may have been where i messed up i just had a beautiful hockey jersey
0: tim we gave you champagne and flowers budget (laughs) what did you do with it
1: we know I did bought it. champagne and flowers, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I spent it all on champagne. Oh, okay. and, um, I like. Yeah, the... it was great. Hung out with Jens Voigt and drank some champagne. Oh. It was great. <laughs> I saw him there at the race.
0: <laughs> all we, right. We
1: shut up legs a lot, but um, okay. So that was the start. So Waterloo, fantastic event. I I want two couple takeaways here. Okay. One.
0: Well. Okay.
1: Sure. Is great crowd. I was a little worried about the crowd. Because of this whole pandemic thing, two years ago we mm, were I've there, that. Mm. really big crowd. I thought the crowd was comparable to two years ago from my memory. Okay. Of big crowd up the hill, finishing stretch. Um, the secret bar was hopping. They even got hashtag velo or uh, Instagram handled velo barber. Um, Julian, I believe, was his name, cutting doing sick cuts on the side of the course. It was amazing, like haircuts. I, yeah, haircuts. Sorry, putting sick lines um, in people's did get, heads. Did you get faded up? No, the mullet just got trimmed before I went. But <laughs> it was it was impressive. I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back next year. I hope um, you guys can join me again at some point. It was yeah, it was wonderful.
0: Tim, I. I have one important question about the secret bar area. I did yes. get a spy shot sent to us of this secret Ooh, yes. bar location. Um, uh-huh. in the, it could have been a Photoshop. It could have been a deep fake on the internet, and I need you to debunk this yes. um, for me. In this photograph that I saw, the 10x10 pop-up tent there was a Klein Bicycles pop-up.
1: It, it was a Klein, and it was a Klein tent. Are they trolling
0: us? Were they trolling us specifically?
1: I will say this. I spent a solid one hour contemplating how I could take Mm -hmm. that tent Mm -hmm. without anybody knowing and somehow get it back to Madison. But here's the problem. There was no (laughs) rental cars in Madison.
0: (laughs) Uh
1: None. Um, So that kind of just, I had to admire it from afar. But let me tell you. Uh, that Klein tent looks amazing. It has just the right amount of patina and rust uh, in, uh, the, uh, in the you know, the eyelets. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was great. Loved so, it. So uh,
0: let me just give you a quick tip here, and, and maybe this can apply for any listeners that happen to see any Klein pop-up tents around anywhere. <laughs> just put on an orange worker's vest. And you can pretty much go anywhere you want. Maybe a hard hat if you can find one. Yeah. Um. Just put those on. Take it down. Wheel it away. Somebody says anything, you say, "Hey, man, talk to the boss. I'm just, I'm just doing my job, man." Yeah. If Ghostbusters Two
2: taught us anything, you can just put up combs anywhere, and you can just, you can just get sent down now, into the ooze on a fishing pole.
1: You guys <laughs> will remember. You guys will remember two years ago when we were in Madison mm-hmm. for the last World Cup hosted mm-hmm. there. That friend of the pod, Micah Moran, who heads up the Project One Paint Studios, yeah. Clay and Andrew Rose, um, one of the marketeers at Trek, great Twitter follow, mm-hmm. both claim to get us the last remaining items of Klein memorabilia. Mm-hmm. So I have a Klein bottle opener, mm-hmm. and I also at some point received a Klein <laughs> down tube that showcases some of the various paint jobs. I have yet yeah. to receive that since handing it to the little guy like a baton mm-hmm. in the Olympics. That's weird. A 4x100 relay.
2: Dude. You know, I'm sure I put it in the mail. That's really weird. Yeah. I'll, you um, know what? I'm pretty sure I got the tracking number. Uh, and I'll, I'll, um, right. I'll get on that right after
0: so, I
1: get done with the yeah. pod tonight.
0: Punch that in the old internet machine, little guy. Just see, you know, where in Albuquerque it got lost. (laughs) That's
1: so weird. It was with great disappointment and worry that I saw this Klein pop up tent. Hmm. So that leads me to believe that squirreled away in the Waterloo headquarters, Mm -hmm. there is a Klein room that they're just trolling us with. They tell us that we've seen the last of it. It's there. We're gonna to need to do a slow ride podcast. Investigates. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: well, they've got
1: a true crime podcast. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> really, it's what like a, has a, happened to Gary? A ghost Klein's hunter's situation. Mm-hmm. We'll yes. Get
0: the cameras going. Uh, you know, night vision goggles on them and go descend into the depths of the basements there so you know they tell us there's three levels to the basement i'm sure there's six seven yeah it's next to the pool Mm -hmm. is the uh
1: the client room
2: i'm sure if we follow the playbook from one of our favorite movies tim sneakers and and uh, just you use like a birthday cake or whatever they use to sneak past the high security we can get ourselves uh deep into the belly of the beast there
0: yeah, yeah, and we crawl, just put on an orange vest and, and a hard hard hat, and we're good to go. With we're, here with little the, guy. we're here with OSHA. Yeah. We're, we need to investigate the factory. Here, the client um, so, room. Well, you know the old uh, saying, "Follow the money," right? Yeah, I think yeah. for this particular one, you just flip it around, you reverse it, you follow the not money. Wherever the money isn't, <laughs> that is where Klein is hanging out. That's where Klein's been hanging out their entire existence, <laughs> except um, for on eBay. So, yeah,
1: um, so you guys did a great job of talking about the racing at World Cup Waterloo. I'm not going to digress more other than saying I love going to Madison, hung out at Cafe Domestique, got some uh, coffee there, Such a great went to the place. Cargo Bike Shop, great to see. Um, Zach, friend of the pod um, with Bill uh, Shiken and uh, Dan Brooke, another great follow on Instagram. We went to a restaurant called the Weary Traveler, where we all got up and left after waiting for 45 minutes for our food to never show up. That was the first time I ever did that. But, you know, I felt like... (laughs) But then did
0: you go down the block to Mickey's, the best secret in Madison that we keep telling people about, so it's probably not a secret.
1: I love Mickey's. We did not go to Mickey's.
0: Um,
1: But next time, when you guys are there, we'll go. So then I um, had a great time. I uh, got to talk a lot to uh, Bill and Zach and see the work that they're putting in. So definitely listen to Psychocross Radio and check out Psychocross um, TV on the YouTube channel. There's some great um, things. And then also the bulletin coverage. So that was mm-hmm. great. Prior to that, I spent two days in Sea Otter in Monterey, California to see how that went. And a lot of people asking about Sea Otter. They did put it on mm-hmm. in October. It is the first Sea Otter that has the lifetime name all over it. A Minneapolis corporation, by the Silver way. Proven, uh, yeah. Net. Now they have their hands on um, everything, and I was surprised at how many people showed up to Sea Otter. They did a good job of shrinking it down from how big it is, or how how big it normally is, to like kind of mm-hmm. a more condensed. But all in all, I thought it was a fun event. They didn't have like you know Danny McCaskill doing big tricks with uh, Fabio Wimmer, but they did have the downhill competition. There was the campsites. I did see the gravel rollers, okay. Um, I got the solid wink wink that they're not real, but by the way, I absolutely love that they came out with something that wasn't real, not during yeah April Fools. so major kudos to the feedback sports team i I believe uh Katie Macarelli is involved there um from Twitter uh one of our great Twitter followers like it was fantastic. a lot of people were talking about it. The artisan gravel rollers, what, really well done.
0: What I appreciate about that, uh, let alone it being not on April 1st, which kind of makes everybody raise an eyebrow, is that it was an actual physical gag. You know, most of the yes. April 1st ones are bad Photoshop, you know, and yeah, this was, was like a physical best. gag, which it was I, there. it's a little bit old school. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Now, Tim, um, did you see any of the products uh, we discussed on the pod last week? I know you, you'd sent me some info about those Jessica Biel steel wheels and those Stephen Wheelbergs, but did you see those in the flesh?
1: <laughs> um, I did not. Um, oh, they were fantastic. I loved I loved hearing about them um, uh-huh. on the pod, did and I tried to remember if I really did see um, those, but I, I was did. trying to keep up. at the jokes a minute there that I lost uh-huh. track. Um, it was, it was fun. I saw a bunch you, of cool different things, a lot of vans, like re- retrofit vans. So that leads me to believe three years from now, there's going to be a glut in the mm-hmm. market of yeah, mm-hmm. really refurbished Sprinter vans. Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And as soon as these masters start aging out of 60 plus, they're going to start selling their vans too. So yeah. um, it's looking good for us uh, here in the next few years. But Tim, the Jessica Biel steel wheels deals were definitely in the red carpet aisle of the uh, Seattle Classic, so uh, maybe okay. you didn't make it past there.
1: Yeah, I didn't make it past security, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It Overall, it was it was fun. I don't really recall like anything like awe inspiring that everyone was talking about because mostly because everything was introduced in April, March when right, or it just hasn't arrived yet um, off of shore um, uh, because of the global supply chain issues. But otherwise. It was a fun trip. I apologize for not being here. Um, great CSI cross World Cup. Great to see Sea Otter alive and well. Um, and I'm really excited to go back out there in April um, for Sea Otter uh, to kind of see how things go. I I, I, I got the feeling people are ready to come back. Like for how many people are there, I think <laughs> that being outside is a perfect venue for this kind of thing. And uh, I, I think there's going to be a pretty good turnout in April.
2: Cool.
0: No, uh, I, I wouldn't disagree.
2: We're we're also recording on Monday night, which usually we record on Sunday because last night Tim, you went to a Modest Mouse concert. Um, I did big, we'll pull big time fan here. Now, wait, I want to ask a question. How far did you have to drive to get to that Modest Mouse concert?
1: Huh. Um, are you asking about my carbon offsets? No, I just, <laughs> just want to know how far how
2: far did you drive? The... How how far did you drive to get to the Modest Mouse concert?
1: I, I drove to St. Augustine, Florida, which normally is an hour and a half away. They have an outdoor amphitheater. Here's the problem. I had to drop the kids off at my uh. parents' house on the uh. west side of okay. Tampa. So how many miles the west side you of the state. So you think we're going
2: here? you got to go the opposite way to go over. Th-
1: it was a three-hour drive, all combined three and a half hours. I mean, we were talking a solid 120 miles, 150 miles.
2: Okay, so technically on the modest mouse scale of long drives in a car that is a long drive in a car inside a car using the modest mouse scale of time in a car all right i just wanted to check there's it's a scale that goes from 100 to 1100 miles and i just wanted to make sure we got that on record cool we can move on
1: okay
0: i appreciate that there's some modest mouse fans out there that are just eating this up little yeah. guy but i'm not one of them so i don't yeah, understand not, what's going on
2: yeah i don't think either I, i'm not big enough song, one but either this one, but uh, yeah. somebody will write in um, and I, I hope they appreciate the slight amount of research i did well <laughs> <laughs> thanks
1: little guy the um, so a lots of lots of news has happened I think we need to get into um, some disturbing news to start, but it definitely is the one that's captured um, the, uh, and then we'll get to, uh, let's get to the cross racing maybe after the jump. But um, USA Crits uh, is in absolute turmoil um, because of the revelations that the, let me get this right. Spencer, you may have to help me and correct me here because I want to make sure. The individual is like the managing partner of USA Crits. Is that correct?
0: I believe so. I think that's right.
1: Who in two thousand four was arrested for um forty six counts of child pornography um possession. That's a and lot. the case I believe has continued to be kind of just delayed and various other types of things going on. And over time it's just kind of disappeared, more or less, right? Is it, am I kind of in the scheme? I don't want to get sued here. I just want to make sure I'm broad enough in what happened.
2: Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah, I
0: think uh Yeah, I think everybody's still trying to suss out exactly who knew what and when. And, uh, there were certainly some, some internet sleuths out there in the cycling scene, kind of, uh, knocking on this door and trying to tell everybody what was going on. Uh, and it finally broke, um, with some, some more recent, uh, uh, not charges, but, um, court dates or something. I don't know. And Safe Sport finally got involved and, uh. It has uh, uh, created a tidal wave of, of, of blowback for USA's uh, crits, obviously, um, which is the, I guess, the premier criterium racing series uh, in the US and with uh, prominent teams like Legion and uh, Avello uh, and others, um, LA Sweat. Um, on the women's side, all saying they are no longer attending or had not been attending in, in LA. So case. Um, and Avello's,
1: um, I think Avello, yeah. you know, it was Legion that kind of was the one to say like, Hey, we're definitely not going anymore. Um, and then it, it's definitely a developing story. I've been hearing lots of different things. We've gotten some emails and some texts about it. So what's, It's a a, sport seems to now be involved. I don't know. Like we're going to be learning more on like who knew what and when and what was and what not done. The most disturbing fact here is that USA crits also runs like a variety of, you know, racing all the way across the the spectrum, not just Mm -hmm. pro. I mean, even though it's a pro race series, there are other races that are affiliated with USA crits that are on that course. Mm -hmm. And there's all different types of folks. And, um individuals that uh you know I think should be made aware of yeah. what was yeah. going on. Absolutely and they need to be handled with and, and hopefully we'll hear more.
0: I'm I'm very happy to see teams making some swift uh decisions and statements to no longer support the USA crits no. um no, platform and you know it is a bummer for races, uh like individual races like uh, the Boise Twilight and the uh Athens Tulsa Tough and Athens. all these Yeah, all these races that are affiliated, uh, they're just under the banner, right? Like, they're not promoted by this person or anything. So they're in a tough spot that they need to now remove themselves from this, just as Criterium Racing in the U.S. was really starting to really gain some steam or get back some of its glory, you know?
1: Well, the the good news is that there are some strong races that will be able to continue. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. this purging of this individual, I don't even know the name of it, like is going to you know get rid of the USA Crits banner maybe there's a new banner that can come in it's not like this is the end of the NFL no. i mean it is what's left you know what i mean like it, it's still a relatively nascent organization that i think something can come from the the outcome of this that's even stronger and better of these top races and then you start thinking of what Justin Williams and the Legion team are doing with their mm-hmm. Sacramento crit which we'll talk about momentarily mm-hmm. that you know, there is some positive signs here. Uh, the Hmm. grant park crit in Atlanta that we have been talking about with the, the largest women's prize list of, uh, it was like 30 grand, you know, that was a speed week race. You know, maybe they can eventually get into the higher classifications of a pro event that at one time up until recently was a USA crits event. Maybe there's a replacement that can go there. So we'll keep your eyes on it. Um, but I do want to give a shout out and credit to the Legion team for kind of Staking claim and then LA Sweat and Avello like also like you know, there's a variety of reasons on why they weren't participating, but I thought LA Velo did like a great Avello, sorry, did a great job of like explaining like, hey, you know, yeah, this reinforces our decision. We weren't we didn't know this, like we did but you know what, props to Legion, but here we are, um happily yeah. joining with them in a sense.
0: Well the situation. Th- the disturbing part is that some people clearly did know it and yeah. nobody was listening, uh, to them. And that is a, mm-hmm. a pretty big, uh, disappointment with, um, just the cycling hierarchy, I guess in general, um, and the old boys club and all that kind of stuff that, uh, we've been chipping away at for years here, um, with, with the U S cycling scene and, um, and some of this, so, you know, another, uh, well, we'll keep it,
1: we'll keep an eye on it. I think that uh, SafeSport being involved, I mean, more or less, Safe. I mean, that's where we have to rely on. We have to rely on SafeSport, which has been set up to execute a plan. So we'll see where this goes. Um, let's let's go into the the just you know sad segue, unfortunate segue, but let's get into the um, Legion of LA's Into the Lion's Den Crit two hundred thousand dollar prize list including, Mm -hmm. I think, $60,000 in premiums, and then an even-money men's and women's in Sacramento at the Capitol Grounds, so in Northern California, where they have not seen a championship since... Oh, wow, (laughs) the Sacramento Kings still haven't been in the playoffs for about 19 (laughs) straight years, as any Minnesota Timberwolves fan will tell you. Ha-ha. Yeah. Um, So here they are. There's a crit forthcoming on the Capitol Grounds. There's going to be some amateur racing before... Spencer, there is a pretty unique team structure here um that I think we need to talk about and uh maybe do a debate on because I know how I feel about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, um so the the whole uh shtick with this race is uh is kind of city-based teams, much like the Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh you know, all us folks from Minnesota are like you know, you love the Timberwolves, doesn't matter how well they're doing or how poorly they're doing, usually poorly. Um, yeah. And and sort of that fan base, that creating that hometown fan base, right? So Legion is trying to, and Justin Williams talked about this on his um, one-episode podcast uh, for Cycling Tips called uh, From the Gun, um, where he described kind of his vision for this race um, I want more
1: than one episode, Justin. Please. It was a great it was episode. Really good. it you was, should really it do was more than fantastic. one. Fantastic. Came out um, of the gunfire. We need
0: yeah. more. But he he, he described this uh, how uh, he wanted Legion of L.A. to be kind of a template for a New York team and a Miami team and a you know whatever team uh, Minnesota team. Um, and so this race is sort of trying to play that fantasy out. And he's uh They are requiring the teams to wear. Um, City-based jerseys rather than their trade team jerseys, and uh, I don't. I don't have a ton of details about how that is all going to work out, but I'm sure Rafa has their hands all over the ball on that one.
1: So, Probably. I don't know about that, but little guy, um, can you name for me any of the teams that are on the start list for the 14 city-based teams in the Into the Lions Den?
2: Uh, I'll just guess New York. LA no
1: so let me tell you the teams <laughs> so we have the Austin Outlaws um okay. which I okay. believe the Austin Outlaws are going to have Colin Strickland I have not seen the the riders listed but I I had read that Colin Strickland is going to be at this race right. there is a good. a team California called Cal
2: I don't are they you aware have, that California um, is
1: not a city um yes okay you have the central america and caribbean team and, and little guy again i think you're being a little too yes it, not just city but like a regional specific because oh, okay, as okay. i'll say I we in a second here. so you have all right yeah, you have the like, central american for, for caribbean instance, team
0: the new england patriots little guy it's new england's not a city yeah a but
2: i mean yeah. it's a bo- i mean yeah
1: <laughs> sure. are you familiar little spencer with the minnesota vikings um, it's not a city; it's a state. Actually, I,
2: um, I mean, I was well, just how, listening to this podcast, and I turned. heard somebody say "city-based," so I, I took that. I always so, when guy, I hear things on guy. this podcast. I take it as 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 no. as, as, as law. As, <laughs> That's as, your first as, mistake. As, as a written rule. Um, <laughs> so cool region. Let, let, let me just eighth largest yeah, economy in the world. They this. only have one crit team. I mean, come on, get it together, people.
1: So. We have the Bahati <laughs> Foundation is riding under the Compton team, and there's a variety like of that? these. Here, okay, here's cool. the issue. There's the Golden State team, which is Team's Mike's Bikes. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's some teams that are changing. Um, here's, the, here's the issue for me. I love that there's something new, so I want to see how this goes. I'm all about trying new things. I love the Hammer series. I thought they did a good job. They could have improved it a little bit, and they tried it. So major kudos to Legion for trying something new. Yeah, I have I wish I haven't seen the rider start list, so I don't know if there's going to be like some guest riders on some of these teams. But when you look at the trade team name and what they're becoming on the city name, I'm not seeing like some pretty big names on here. If that makes sense, like I'm not seeing the best buddies foundation. Not that Legion didn't clean up on them (laughs) throughout the entire for the most of the season. After listening to, listen to Criterion Nation, it's clear Legion is the best team. But I would like to see other, like a ton of riders, I guess. Like, I'm kind of hmm.
2: well, a little it's disappointed. First, it's first like year, it, man. Give him, give him, you know, yeah. it takes what time. What do
0: you to build, want?
1: Build. I want Rally Cycling showing up to a $240,000 prize list. Call it Team Minnesota. What? I don't really care. But yeah, I was, like, like, were they invited? I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they right? were. What I do not know. they a Like, so world tour.
0: Team Rally, Rally's based out of. Minneapolis and the, and the team HQ is there or whatever, but are any of the riders from Minnesota? No, but are any of the, Wait, Minnesota are you trying to tell me Minnesota? that, that all of these here's has the thing. to be at least one, right?
1: Spencer, there's no way all of these riders <laughs> that are going to be on these teams are all from these cities.
0: No, no, they're all, they're all from California. That's, that's just yeah,
1: like, you know, there's that's a Sacramento where the team. Criterium the, racers yeah. are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, like so here, here's the thing. Um,
2: did the Florida guys already get I, or something? No Florida
0: team. Think, no, wow. there's two
1: Florida teams, little okay, guy. Sorry. There's the uh, South Florida team, and then there's the Miami team.
2: Okay, so wow. very different. I don't even know which one to um. test with my limited testing budget. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's tough. So here's
0: the th- here's the thing. Here's what I like about this, um, and I know that this is as much as Tim is a pie in the sky for wanting more distinct teams from actual places that are representing, you know, like that is a couple years down the line. I'm sure that is the goal. I'm sure what I'm about to say is also the goal and is not reality right now, but I and much like the hammer series. I like the trying to reimagine bike racing for a fan base that isn't already familiar with bike racing that can just sit down and watch it and be like, in the case of the hammer series, Oh, they're scoring points every lap and whoever has the most points wins. Great. You know, as in for this one, they can come in and be like, Oh, there's a team from Austin. I'm from Austin. Great. That's who I'm rooting for. When you see a normal bike race and you don't know anything about it, you're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who to root for. You know, Chris Froome is the, the best guy, but he's sitting at the back. What, what, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. It kind of solves for that a little bit, which I do appreciate.
1: No, it does. I mean, I don't... I... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of California teams, so... And I guess there's two Miami teams. Those two Miami teams, from what I can gather, the Amino Rip Factor Racing team is not at the level of Legion, so I want to see Legion beat up on the best competition possible. Mm -hmm. Again, I haven't seen the start list. Maybe there are some great riders that are going to still be participating, but I really want to see the best of the best and the best win, right? So that's... Mm -hmm. And maybe you're too. That's where that comes. So I'm excited to see how it goes, um, and uh, we will definitely be uh, following along. Um, little guy. Yes. What's uh, before we hit the uh, pre lap and we get with our very own uh, correspondent over there in Europe? What is going on with NextHash? Have we figured? If we we need a NextHash corner update. Well,
2: the sad news is, man. I think um, all the billionaires, unfortunately, are. are too, too afraid of all the, you know, the woke mobs in all these countries lately, and they're just not coming out of the woodwork to save this team like we need them to. And we just need a billionaire savior. Um, they, missed okay. to, uh, they missed their chance to, they uh, miss their chance to renew their world tour license. So it doesn't look good until some crazy eccentric billionaire uh, takes a chance. Uh-huh. Takes a chance so, on so, this little team. So
1: next hash does not exist anymore. Are they still a sponsor.
2: I think they're still. So, so, the thing is, Next Hash, I guess, wasn't going to be the title sponsor beyond this year. That was the original plan, supposedly. It sounds like malarkey, but whatever. They're still looking for another uh-huh. sponsor. I just think, uh-huh. yes, there's no way this team exists unless um, uh, some billionaire that's trying to uh, whitewash their image uh, comes out of nowhere um, to save them. Otherwise, they're gone. That seems like the case.
1: Well, Currently. that is disappointing and sad news. Um, thanks for the long-winded uh, story to say NextHash uh, doesn't no longer exist. <laughs>
0: That's the whole. Yeah, show. I need to sell my coins. Is what you're saying? Yeah, my uh, my, my portfolio is well, uh, in the was, toilet.
1: Well, well, little guy was really dragging out that explanation. He was over there selling out on his uh, NextHash account.
0: I can tell. Mm. I can tell. No, mine just admit, mine the bottom just fell out here. I think little guy sold out his share. Uh, oh. NextHash never got back to me for a
1: request for a interview. Weird. Um, I was really hoping to get the NextHash CEO on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't do very many interviews, but that is that is one groundbreaking interview I was willing to cover.
2: Well, they didn't want um, any hit hard hitting questions. Sponsoring a team, you know, so they didn't want to answer any of those. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so,
0: so yeah, I guess if anyone knows any eccentric billionaires, um, get in touch with us, and we'll try to put you in touch with uh, with Quebec. best kit in the yeah, peloton. You definitely.
1: Definitely come to us first with your billionaire friend. We we will we'll do the rest. You know, introduce us. Um, We got a deck put together already. Yeah, be great. We won't even take much off Um, the top, man. We're
0: gonna be we're gonna be targeting Oscar Mayer Wieners as our title sponsor. Uh, The team kits look immaculate. Uh, We are ready to go.
1: And we are in conversation with our European correspondent to be our first signing. And of course, I'm talking about Michael Matthews, who's going to bring us into this week's Prem Lab.
0: I'm Kerry Werner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, here we are. Ring the bell. We have a brand new sponsor of the Slow Ride Podcast. Super excited about bringing on board and telling everyone about the sweet new Hammerhead Carew 2.
0: So stoked. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, if you haven't seen uh, any of the Hammerhead um, ads around or reviews or anything else. Um, what it is, is, you know, the next generation of cycling computer. Um, you can, uh, take whatever you've got dangling over your, uh, stem and just chuck it into the river because Hammerhead, uh, has the new Karoo 2 out, uh, now, which basically is like a little smartphone on the front of your bike. It's it's like you see the folks with the iPhone on the bike and you're like man I wish mine was that cool but it didn't look as dumb as having an iPhone on the front of your bike that's what the 2 does so um
1: it's an Android um compatible device so this is right up little guy's alley um and mm-hmm. it I, my jam. I'm stoked um I gotta say Spencer the thing that um kind of I think is a little um concerning to me is that hammerhead has that whole like climb climber feature where uh-huh. you can visualize and prepare for the uh the climbs and the gradient changes that are coming of course uh-huh. michael woods uses this to get the polka dot jersey um the concerning part to me is that in florida i don't really get to use that feature that much except for the overpasses so i can't wait to test uh-huh. it out to see if the overpass <laughs> gradients are changing <laughs>
0: yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. i know it's i can power- see that uh
2: yeah, it's a powerful <laughs> device, but will will it still work for the overpasses? Uh, that's but the real question. It should. Well, it should. It What's should. cool is
1: that I can. Does it's got the heart rate feature, and then it also has the turn by turn instructions for when I do my cross Florida gravel ride in Dude, early January. two hundred and four miles. I'm gonna be if, awesome. If
0: if you haven't gone to the website and checked out uh, the graphics, the mapping on this is my favorite yeah. part because it's it looks awesome. Like I've had. I, I guess I won't I won't you know specify but I've had a couple different computers over my cycling career that have, they're like they're fine you know they get me from point A to point B they record your your distance or whatever. I have never seen a computer that looked as as visually pleasing as this thing uh, as far as the the mapping and the graphics and on all that stuff and the GPS works super well um, I'm hoping to get one to test out myself. Um, but yeah. for now, I'm just going to rely on the fact that bicycling magazine gave it editor's choice for GPS cycling computers so for the past two years. So, and, Let's- and, you know, Froomey likes it. So I guess it's pretty good. See, I don't know if I would use Froom as the, the guy I'd, I'd go
1: more Michael Woods, right? Uh, you could go America's Dan favorite Martin, favorite cyclist, huge uh, Dan Martin as well. Um, they've basically got all the good American cyclists uh, to, to, <laughs> to to jump on this. Front of the Pod, yeah, really in the corner of the American one. market. Anyways,
0: what about let's get to uh, it? The gorilla Andrew gripel? he was using let's, it. Let's <laughs> get
1: to it. We're talking about the Hammerhead Crew. So for a limited time only, our listeners can get a free Hammerhead heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Crew Two. Visit Hammerhead.io. And use the promo code SLOWRIDE at checkout to get yours today. So, again, that's hammerhead.io and the promo code SLOWRIDE at checkout for a free Hammerhead heart rate monitor with the purchase of a crew of two. And don't forget that, to use SLOWRIDE that, promo code.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great deal for you, especially, Tim, because, you know, like you said, the climber feature... <laughs> It may not be uh, a strong bullet point for you there in, in flat Florida, but you can pick up that free heart rate strap um, with the code SLOWRIDE.
1: That's right. Stoked to have you on board. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Let's get back to the show.
0: My name is Matthew Venerpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast.
1: All right, guys, here we are. It's a little late on a Monday night. I know little guys chomping at the bit to get some editing. So, of course, let's get into the real stuff. The Cyclocross World Cups that took place on Wednesday in Fayetteville and Sunday at the world-famous Jingle Cross race course in Iowa City. Um, I was able to watch a little bit of a Wednesday afternoon uh, matinee, Cyclocross race in Fayetteville. Um, Two things stuck out. One is they put a lot of money into that course, (laughs) <laughs> um, it was super muddy. Yeah. I like some of the features uh, I'm happy that they got a World cup race to test it out because they clearly need some help in making the banners straight and not saggy That's what really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. I know that I am a particular fellow I can't even really tell you who even won the races because I was so <laughs> concerned about so the, the 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 sla- the the slack on the Do on the um the banners. Think, I, I I know that says a lot about me yeah. as a person, um, yeah, but well, Quentin, Quentin Hermans I, I, I takes a win fair. and to Brand.
0: I think that's fair because you do want, a, a especially a World Cup event with worldwide TV coverage to look professional, right? And I think that course let folks down in a number of ways, but the presentation, especially with the European... Uh, a suspicious a quiz a quizzical uh european-based uh audience tuning in to see what we're doing over here yeah and this is the course and then the 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 quality uh of signage and and ads and all that stuff um that you're that you're putting out it is uh it was disappointing
1: can i say that i liked the course though like i like the stairs (laughs) i like like 36 stairs or whatever like i I felt like it was a fun course. I'm looking forward to the world championships watching it on TV there. Okay? What I the presentation is what really just frustrates me because I feel that like there's already people like enemy of the pod Lawrence week talking mm-hmm. trash about US-based cyclocross world cups and mm-hmm. then that's what's on TV. And it's just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you want to blame the use rain use the metal all? barriers that they used at Madison? I mean, no. Do you think the
2: rain had anything it's, it's, to do with it? You think this was going to be if you went sl- no. sloppy barriers? Pre- Little no. guy,
1: two years ago, it was pouring rain in Madison when we were there. Yeah, yeah. They found a way to make Factory Hill look at, like it was right. Oxida. Maybe right. they
2: had biodegradable w- zip ties, and they just started to go in the rain. Maybe they're trying to Yeah, use yeah. Biodegradable zip ties. So. Biodegradable guys. zip
1: ties. We're talking about Walmart-sponsored <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fayetteville yeah. Cyclocross.
2: How could the Pretty Walmart sure people biodegradable zip ties. ties. Where are they going to get set okay.
0: ties? Here's the thing. World Cup at Waterloo, put on by Trek, is an immaculate course. It's a wonderful course. They do a great job with the production value. Jingle Cross, same deal. Stellar Course, absolutely my favorite cycle cross course I've ever done. Definitely. Um, and they do a great job. John Meehan over there does an amazing job promoting that race. And... I expected, and I think maybe that sets the bar really high, but I expected a lot out of this Fayetteville race. And we, we saw, you know, the pre-event a couple years ago there, and there were a lot of uh, questions being asked that were promised to be solved. And I, I, I'm not convinced that they were, and I'm a little worried about a world championship there, to be quite frank. Yeah.
2: So. I'm glad. I'm glad they got it to practice. I think you, we all need to. Yeah, practice Yeah,
1: that's. A, I now guess I. Then. I'm happy there's a practice, and my guess is they're gonna buy their way out of this problem. Um, and let's give a shout out to Clara Hansinger for getting third place on the oh, podium yeah. mm-hmm. in the women's elite race. Crashed. Um, and great to see you at the Fayetteville race. Into Jingle Cross, we talked about Shirin uh, Van Andrew winning the C1 on Friday night. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool to see in the, um, the World Cup race that was on Sunday, Eli Ezerbeet taking the win again, his second race, um, clearly probably putting him into the World Cup leaders jersey, I'm assuming. And then Marianne Voss yeah. taking her second win as well in the women's race. Um, men's elite race, though? Um, shout out to 16th place Curtis White of Cannondale Psychocross World. Little guy, um, huge fan of Curtis White huge um, fan. <laughs> and uh, his podcast.
2: Love his podcast. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Into the Red. Uh, was a little concerned when I got called out on a recent episode for supposedly misleading them um, about. Uh, where they supposedly could no Ray
0: supposedly did not yeah. do that allegedly um,
2: allegedly mm. uh, I have not gone back and checked the slow ride tape to see what I did actually say but I don't think <laughs> I would have ever believed that flow
1: bikes was To be clear Perry it baby. wasn't Curtis White It wasn't Curtis um, White who called you out it's It was true. it was Tony Seiler yeah. who's probably listening to the podcast right now hey, Tony, Tony great job What's up? love that you put all the blame on little guy <laughs> yeah, fantastic absolutely. I um, love it too Curtis White love your podcast um, Keep it keep it going through season. It's got to be a pain in the ass to record a great podcast when you're actually racing. Because yeah, to yeah. us, it's just pain doing this weekly anyway. And we don't even we haven't raced bikes in years. But I will say that uh, Curtis does a really professional job of saying that he listens to the podcast. Oh, I totally bought it, it Curtis. Like, like, I, I, could, I
2: totally bought it.
1: Yeah, I I could hear it in his voice. He's like, oh yeah, those guys love them.
2: That's fine. You uh, have to like our podcast,
1: or but. To be clear, a little guy did say that the World Cups are on Flow Sports and everyone should spend $150 to support uh-huh. the madness. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this, you and definitely. not Just get a $10 VPN. Did that VPN. turn
0: out to be correct or incorrect, Him?
1: That turned out to be incorrect because... Oh. Uh, wait. No. The, sorry. Paris-Roubaix was not on Flow Sports. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Cyclocross the World guy. Cups were. Yep. Yeah.
2: That's true. I don't even know who knows what I even said. No, there's no way to find out. All I'm saying is that I I don't know you have <laughs> I don't know you have the money anymore because uh-huh. we're we're giving Curtis the official slow ride 16th place bump here. He's getting the mention for oh. 16th place, which means yeah. he's on track for some top results, and that's worth more than the 75 dollars I would owe you to split split the Flow Sports membership, which I think was a great proposition on your part. Um, way to spin it. Uh, I liked it.
1: Now, I'm All pretty right. sure Curtis stopped listening. Um, I am not going to say what I want to say about Curtis's future racing prognosis because I will curse him. I will yeah. let one of you guys say uh-huh. what the 16th bump, bump means. I don't want the super rookie curse to go on such a fine, upstanding gentleman as Curtis White.
2: I mean, I think we could well, say pretty clearly it's gonna just he's going to go from 16th up to 15th it's just going to move his way up <laughs> i mean it's just you know i, I
0: feel like is. you should talk to sharin uh 16th place at waterloo to first at Jingle cross i don't know if curtis uh let's see if he can uh match the performance and what um, Sharin string you know like, pick your weekend but yeah. babe ruth it point <laughs> point to the you know no paint to uh point to uh whatever race it is you want to you want to top result that yeah. and uh and use your sixteenth 16th 16th place, place will grant it Mm -hmm. well
2: we we make it sound like we're like a we're like a genie and you just decide like you got to pick one race this year and you use your magic 16th place powers it's but not only is he going to get
1: the sixth, not only is he going to get the bump the podcast is going to get the bump with the most listens ever after the dozens of slow ride fans listen (laughs) it's
0: Mm -hmm. true but that that 16th place is uh, a little bit of a monkey's paw so you got to be very careful about how you uh how you word what selection you want and, and what success actually looks like to you. Cause it might not be a podium. <laughs>
1: so hey, congratulations sorry. to Eli Ezerbeet and Lars Vanderhaar and Michael Van Tornout for the men's podium. And on the women's side, um, the aforementioned Marianne Voss um, goat taking the win over Denise Betsema Ooh. and Voss of Hungary in third place. Um, you know what? Shout out to Betsema little guy how's that make you feel second place
2: well i mean last year that was my thing i was gonna become a hu- huge huge i a fan sure i don't yeah I, i'm excited i'm excited to see boss jumping straight from roubaix two weeks ago to crushing everybody in cross again it's you're like you yeah. said totally the goat it's pretty amazing so
1: it's it's wonderful um great to see coming over and supporting the u.s cyclocross uh racing for the lotto jumbo team so, um, yeah, good news there. Um, little guy, do you have a quick update? Because I do want to get to one or two listener emails about the Palace teenager that you came across um, uh, uh, the other day.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, uh, look, it looked like a skater. He had their Palace shirt on, and I figured I'd talk him up about EF. Uh, it was a little hard to understand him. They're kind of mumbly, uh, mumbly teenager. But they did say they were super pumped about Chavez uh Esteban Chavez coming over um uh-huh. for next year and even uh the odd uh, odd christian Iking they were pretty pumped after his Volta performance. I was a little surprised oh. how knowledgeable they were uh they didn't look like they'd ever ridden a bike and they were just doing uh kicky flips or something but um they said they're huge uh e f fans now after that You just
0: uh, i'm I'm surprised you were able to get some uh some information out between vape rips.
2: Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, it was a little hard. I mean, I would just, uh, I would ask to take a hit and I would just hold it so that I could get some words uh-huh. out of him real quick. Well, between the vape that's hits.
0: Poor form. Yeah, that's I, terrible. Uh, in I actuality, the the, the,
2: the, uh... the guy I saw with the palace shirt was vaping. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course he, he was. He really kidding? <laughs> was. It was.
2: I think he was from the metal shop division. They were all out hitting their vapes. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, so we got a couple of listener emails. Let's hit two of them um, this week. Uh, why fat bikes are cool. This one comes to us from John Wilker. It's not like you're reading past the subject line. So not sure why I'll continue. But here it goes. <laughs> Greetings, Slow Ride Podcast, again from sunny Southern California. Okay. I write in reaction to the question posed by Tim about whether or when fat bikes were cool, which kind of lined up with the verification of something I saw, I saw earlier this year. I was running down by Redondo Beach Pier this morning when I saw L.A. Kings great and radio announcer Daryl Evans finishing a run the opposite direction. For lack of anything more intelligent to say, I just said, (laughs) go Kings go. He smiled and gave me a wave and said, have a good day. By the way, shout out to Daryl Evans, one of the uh, all-time greats. Um, Love the Kings, by the way. I think they're going to be my team for 2022. Um, His appearance (laughs) reminded me... Of what I thought I saw earlier this year on a bike ride, where I thought I saw a shirtless, helmetless Daryl Evans riding a fat bike in the opposite direction. Silver hair and mustache gloriously flapping in the breeze. He was again today shirtless, mega schleck, and obviously (laughs) helmetless. So I ask, is this what fat bikes are enabling? They can't all be bad. Does Spencer have a
0: fat bike? Okay, cheers and thanks, John. (laughs) That's a good question. Spencer,
2: answer this. The people are dying to know. Do you own a fat bike?
0: So uh, back in, I would say, 2012, I bought a fat bike. I bought a Surly Pugsley, and I rode it for about half of the winter before I sold it. Um, And then in uh, 2013, I bought another fat bike, another (laughs) Surly Pugsley, because I was like, you know what? That was was pretty fun. Yeah. I don't think I rode that one, and then I sold it. Uh Uh-huh in 2017 here in Boston, I was like, you know what hasn't made it here yet, fat bikes, I should buy a fat bike. So I bought yet another Surly Pugsley, rode it I think once off-road and maybe once on a commute to work, and then I sold it. Um,
1: so how was the flip market on Surly yeah, Pugsley? Yeah, how are you so doing? Anywhere? You must be doing like, okay. We, you keep doing
2: it.
0: And now you doing all right? Uh, I mean, I was I was employed uh, in the same building as Surly uh, for the first two, so okay. they came out of the Easy de- f- demo fleet. Easy yeah, that. so I did okay, and uh, the other one was a, a closeout model. I think I broke even on. Well, it's oh. not
2: bury the lead, didn't you? You 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 swapped one of these, uh, not just a sale. You swapped it for a Vanagon engine.
0: <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you sold a fat bike for a Vanagon engine. Okay, I didn't know that. I just this made me think of something though, boys. I was at the base of Factory Hill at the Trek uh, Trek grounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Turned around, Mm -hmm. saw (laughs) about six teenagers rummaging through the Trek dumpster, and I was quite proud. Wow, I was thrilled. Yeah, good job, kids. And they were pulling out like frames. I was a little concerned because they might get like a carbon splinter because I don't know how much like you know, but I. I was they, impressed. I was like, you know, clearly the kids are slow all right.
0: Ride listeners, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely listen to the
2: podcast.
1: Yeah. I they? was, I was so stoked.
2: Oh, I must say, before we go on, uh, speaking of slow ride listeners, on the GCN mm-hmm. feed for Jingle Cross, I saw a slow ride listener wearing my slow ride shirt walking around. Really, uh, after one of the races, took a screenshot. It's on really on, on our Twitter. Also, though, I'd like to say. Uh, f- Friend, put friend it, of it on the, the podcast uh sure. todd down in uh, omaha was rocking uh our our my shirt our shirt but my shirt okay. on his instagram right. at so, jingle Cross this weekend where he was in a picture with carrie warner so uh i like that it's that interesting that's in
0: that, the shirt that's, that's true that's a good point he probably was just as confused by it as most other people yeah he's like um, curtis it is interesting you know that interesting that little guy uh saw his shirt out in the wild and Tim claims to have seen his shirt out in the wild uh-huh. at trek. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, what does that
1: tell you, Spencer? You need to get out.
0: Well, <laughs> I haven't been events. anywhere. That's one. But uh, I don't feel the need to make up these claims that people are out there wearing my shirt's because I'm comfortable in the fact that people <laughs> well, there's a are screenshot my
2: on our Twitter. There's a screenshot on our Twitter. <laughs> it's there. You can head over you to You can't fake that kind of thing.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, head you can't over fake to the that. Slow Ride I fake it. podcast. You, can't, uh, you, you can't fake a a, a Klein pop up tent. There's a lot of things you can't fake these days.
1: <laughs> hey boys, let's sell some shirts here. Head over to wideanglepodium.com, <laughs> Click on shop, and then you can buy your own shirt, and yeah. then we'll put it on our Twitter account and maybe the Instagram. Okay, um, let's get one more email. Um, this one comes to us from Bat Dog So motor doping. How about The ever-accommodating and progressive UCI allows one optional rider per team in any Grand Tour to ride a motorized bike. But once that rider is overtaken by any member of its own team for any reason, then that rider has to completely retire from the rest of the tour immediately. This might be because a sprinter went past them in the last 100 meters of a stage. There was an attack on a climb, or maybe they just ran out of batteries. Doesn't matter. The moment the wheel from their own team goes ahead of them, it's over for that interesting.
0: rider. Interesting.
1: It would be like the teams having a Derny Rider Joker card. But mm-hmm. once they've played it, it's done. Now the interesting part is no GC rider is going to ride that bike for obvious reasons. Nobody wants to win like that, right? Well, it'd be too but dangerous. Anyway,
2: uh, it'd be too, yeah. too dangerous you'd be overtaken. I, you, you stick that on your, strongest, your strong domestique for the first day and just crush it.
1: Well, uh, allow me to continue, okay, okay. Um, but equally, not many domestiques be <laughs> queuing up to be the electric fall guy either. So teams would have to be very carefully and politically choose, or they'll have to be very careful and politically choose if they ever want to play this option or not. And if they did, it would need to be used highly strategically as that rider immediately becomes a sacrificial pawn. Yeah. And yeah. if all the teams just let their dirty guys win all the stages until the last day of the tour, which, let's face it, will never happen, then the last stage would be the most exciting day of racing ever, with attacks coming every five seconds from every direction. What do you reckon, chaps? Is it a flyer? Bat dog?
0: I, I like it. It's got legs. I think, I think we need to flesh it out a little bit more, but... I definitely like it. I think I would put Mark Cavendish on my e-bike 100%. See,
2: I was thinking DeClerc. Okay. You stick that on DeClerc and he would ride the whole Peloton <laughs> off his wheel the first two, three days.
1: Small caveat, Mark Cavendish complaining about the, uh, the steerer tube on his uh, specialized, uh, what is that? What, what's the bike he was on that got recalled all the way across because of broken steerer tubes? Maybe his complaints weren't that bad, and here I was throwing him under the bus that whole time. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, let's get back. You'd put Cavendish on the bike, Spencer.
0: Oh yeah, he's gonna clean up four or five stages of a of the next Grand Tour for sure, Th- guaranteed. Would you? I'm curious. Like I, I think
1: you got to put like a um, Tony Martin on something like that, right? Because just think of Tony Martin with a motor.
0: Yeah, Filippo Ghana. You put him yeah, on just there, just like
1: on the front, drilling it. I mean. It'd be amazing, but the,
0: I mean, there could be a lot of
1: team play, like kind of, you push another rider, you Madison throw another team rider in front of the other team's motor. It could be great. I love it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to need to think this through, man. There's some, if you had one Joker rider on your team, but I feel like maybe you get like a couple stages worth of it, like three stages that you can use at your discretion. And so the tactics mm-hmm. come into play and when you use That's, your, yeah. your yeah. e-bike or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that I think
1: that once the rider gets past, like on the first day, you know, there's like 186 riders, then no one's going to want to go fast. Cause they're all going to have the 36 or the, the 20 motored bikes up front. Mm-hmm. I think you get three days to play the Joker. And mm-hmm. then, and then when you play it, No one can pass that rider, like a hundred percent, and then they're done. Mm -hmm. So you can you can save it for the last three days, or you can save it for like Alpe d'Huez, and then you know you got Ghana going up the mountain with a with a motor. It'd be pretty impressive. Now, little guy, you're the one that's out there probably riding the land of motorized bikes the most in Minneapolis. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself ever (laughs) like following someone on the Greenway, like it's a
0: journey? I
2: couldn't if I if I wanted to. Those those things go fast, man. The, the, that's that's fast. the
0: problem with putting Ghana on a motorized bike is uh no one will follow. you you may not have to worry about passing him because your team might all be dropped
2: i i, solid, I was thinking about this the point. other day tim of especially like riding on the greenway and stuff here i can't even think of the last time uh it's like every every person who passes me at at some high rate of speed <laughs> occasionally you think oh there's like some roadie and it's Nine times out of ten, it's just somebody on a cruiser e-bike goes by you at a million miles an if, hour. It's rarely... I saw Dan if, Casper the other day going fast. That's about all I've seen, you know?
0: What if you flip this scenario around uh-huh, and you say uh-huh. you can give your GC rider the e-bike three times during the tour, but they cannot pass any other riders on their team, and if they do... Those riders, no, no, those riders get eliminated. It's
2: like a rest day.
0: So you get to sandbag the day. You get a rest day, but if you pass anybody on your team, you're eliminating your own teammates. Well,
2: that would be really good. Here's my question: If you knew, like, if you you knew that the other team had that going on that day, you would attack uh and force them to follow. They got to follow. Oh man, that'd be tough. That'd be almost too complicated for (laughs) cycling.
0: Uh, Hammer series, get in touch.
1: <laughs> I
0: kind of love this idea. <laughs> it's very good. We'll, we'll have a, a fully fleshed deck um, next week.
1: Well, thanks to Capal for the email. Keep them coming at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. Um, little guy, final bit for the podcast this week was a Race review and equipment review from your your second race of the cyclocross season. How are you feeling? Things going well? Um, you in top-notch <laughs> shape right now?
2: Uh, the legs are bad. The form is bad. Uh, the equipment is subpar and extremely old. I rolled, surprisingly, I rolled my uh, front tire a couple times. Um, I mean, I just re-glued it during the Obama administration. I can't believe it came off. So um, it's not you, you a, did
1: not fall victim to the to the bad glue batch that is going around right now in the cyclocross world.
2: Uh, no, I fell victim to a glue of a glue from five six years ago. So I just a <laughs> time. No, I had bad legs. Um, I all my Campy shifter was broken, so I put a down tube shifter on uh, one side, and I got the Campy on the other, which made my brain hurt a little bit. And uh, yeah. Also, it was rapid rise to really make my head hurt, so it shifted backwards from all my other bikes. Whew. But uh, no, it wasn't going to happen anyway. The legs are not good. Uh, hopefully, I'll bring it around by states.
0: Well, little guy, you know the solution to this is just to Train. make the bike a single speed oh. and just do it for the love, man.
2: Yeah, I had fun. I think It's a fun course. It was Green Acres, so it was a lot of fun. But So, yeah, little
0: guy, what good. what category
1: did you do?
2: I'm a two. I'm a two for life. As long as I just let the okay. auto renew stay, uh, and keep uh, my that's... two forever.
1: Spencer, Spencer, I think it's time yeah. to, to do the thing that we've been
2: we're
0: talking gonna, about for. a we're while. We're gonna have to have the talk. With you guys him. are gonna force
2: hold yeah, so, me down and and and, and, and make I mean, me downgrade. I, here's the thing.
0: We're gonna look need hell, your uh, We're gonna need your USA Cycling password and login. Um, I wish I, I knew it. I mean, I'd
2: cancel
1: it. I
0: don't even need you to
1: downgrade. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to change categories. Mm-hmm. I think Spencer has presented you with a pretty solid opportunity. I think you could <laughs> clean up in the single speed category. You could mm. live the life. You could rock the one cog. You could be the um, you could be the idol of so many.
2: Mm. Uh, sure. I don't know if Hero I can up in the one cog around here. It's it's usually a pretty solid.
1: Not with that attitude, you can't. Yeah, That's not true. with that attitude. But That's with true. with this coaching staff, uh-huh. um, Spencer with the equipment. Mm-hmm. Me with the mental mm-hmm. training, yep. I think we could get you to the next step of, uh, you know, stardom with being a single speed cyclocross racer or mm-hmm. enter the 35 plus category, little guy. You'll be fine. You can be there with the other dads. Here's the thing. you would be pretty good. It's
2: the same race. It doesn't even matter. I would have literally been the same spot, I think. You know?
0: That's right. Which Minnesota does run those two fields th- concurrently. Um, yeah. right. It doesn't even matter. And so what you're going to need to do? Yeah.
2: Not yet, Close. If, if
0: you if you really want to embrace the masters dad lifestyle, you need to start entering the 35 plus race and then start complaining about that they need to separate them and you need to have your own race Oof. because you don't feel safe around Solid. the fast yeah. kids.
2: The thing is, you guys know I don't want to embrace that lifestyle because I. I don't believe age categories should exist. Um, I also, I I had fun racing. I've done two now. I'll probably do one or two more, but that's it. I'm I'm effectively retired from racing. I don't I don't see myself did you take out in a in usa More cycling
1: Mella. license this year or did you get auto renewed to take out a
2: i got USA auto renewed license. and interestingly, <laughs> if i had <laughs> if i hadn't been <laughs> auto renewed oh, truth comes out there's a really
0: derek Bouchard hall wins yeah no i don't uh-huh. think i would
2: have done any races if i had to f- physically go renew my license i wouldn't have
0: oh it's painful races, it's so. a painful process yeah. um yeah i well, shut that off <laughs>
1: Well, little guy, thank you for being the guinea pig to still let us know how, how's USA Cycling doing? Still, still up to their old tricks? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess Seems so. Seems like it.
0: If they well, let little guy to. line up as a two, they're definitely up to their old tricks.
1: Yeah, yeah. solid, solid shout, uh, Spencer. Well, gentlemen, fun as always. Is there anything on your docket before we sign off on episode 364 of the Slow Ride Podcast?
2: Uh, A fond farewell to Peter Vakoff, retiring. Made a nice comeback after his injury a few years ago. Just wanted to wave him off into the sunset.
1: Solid shout. And uh, we'd also like to thank our new sponsors that we talked about in the pre lap, Hammerhead. Head over to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own heart rate monitor to go with your Caro 2 computer. The computer everyone is talking about. Including the Slow Ride podcast. Once again, that's Hammerhead.io, and use the promo code Slow Ride for your very own heart rate monitor with your purchase of a Caro Two computer. This we'd also like to thank BK One of Rhymester's Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. It's Matt in Minneapolis,
0: and this is Spencer in Massachusetts. Reminding you to. Always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at
2: theslowridepod.
0: the Grodio podcast.